1: Competition has begun in the Bengals offseason program as they've entered phase three defense against offense and, well, competition on the same side of the ball as well. Let's get into Tuesday observations from Bengals OTAs. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisco. He's your host, James Rapine. Together, we're the Lockdown Bengals podcast covering the Cincinnati Bengals as part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for making us your first listen. Thanks for following on audio platforms. Thanks for hitting the thumbs up. We appreciate all of you that do those things and welcome the rest of you to join and start doing those things, clicking those buttons, getting us delivered to your devices, eyes, and ears, first thing every day when we upload our content. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from Blue Nile, and Locked On Bengals listeners will get $50 off purchases of $500 or more, including engagement. Use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. And James, Tuesdays are the most interesting days In early June for Cincinnati Bengals fans, because those are the days that the media has access to practices. There's a lot of video out there. I know you have some over on your site. Other Bengals beat writers have them on Twitter. It was really fun for me to check that stuff out today. But the the place we're going to start today is with the absences and returnees to Bengals practice. We knew there were some travel issues last week and there was a mysterious absence of Tyler Shelvin, that has been clarified. And those guys that were absent last week, like Vaughn Bell, for example, were back. And Tyler Shelvin was also back, but didn't participate. He had a left wrist procedure, according to Zach Taylor. He's expected to miss a few weeks, but should be good to go for training camp. And guys like Alex Capati, Higgins, and Trenton Irwin were on the rehab field. Still not in attendance for veterans, Jesse Bates and Trey Hendrickson. And the Jesse Bates topic lingers. And as you pointed out or asked in Zach Taylor's press conference about how they make sure it's not a distraction. And Kelsey Conway, I believe, asked about the mandatory minicamp. We won't know if he would or would not have showed up to that because the Bengals aren't having it. Either way, Zach Taylor and the players seem determined to make sure it's not a distraction. Right, James?
0: No, I don't. And I don't think it is. But... It's like it's beneficial on one hand, and we're going to talk about Dax Hill because Dax Hill gets a bunch of first team reps. At the same time, it would be nice to have a captain from last year around. Um, and a lot of people have reacted to that and said, "Man, you don't want the distraction." And you know, I, I've gotten a ton of tweets because I tweeted it out. Like, if he, he's not there, I didn't know if he was going to be there or not. And I don't give a damn who reported what. And I wasn't expecting to see him there on Tuesday, but if he's not there, you still report it because it matters. And so uh, the fact that he's not there is no newsworthy. I still would be shocked, shocked if I don't see him at the start of training camp. I, I just would. Just knowing Jesse, I think he's training. I think he's uh, preparing for that. But the vibe I get in the locker room, no, there, there really isn't any distractions, You know, including that. They're not letting it become a distraction because that is the business side of things. And, and Zach Taylor understands that. And I think these players understand that. Um, you know, at the same time, it, it would, it would be nice to see Jesse Bates. So we'll see, we'll see what happens with him. Um, you mentioned the Tyler Shelvin injury and, uh, I, I asked Zach where it happened and he didn't necessarily say that part. I was like, well, where did, did that happen here or where else? Or he said he had a procedure and it's been bothering him for a while. So I don't know if it happened while he was working out or what um the good news is is he should be ready to go for training camp and they don't fear that it's gonna uh, cause him to miss time but he's a guy much like a jackson carmen where he's not under the same pressure because the expectations are different but you want to see him in shape you want to see him doing everything and now you have this wrist injury that could kind of set him back with training camp less than two months away and that's that's less than ideal for tyler Sheldon.
1: yeah And you're right. I think it's a huge offseason for him. And he's a a later round pick. There's not as much scrutiny because he's not protecting the franchise. But this is a guy that he, he was an investment. And this is a position where we've talked about several times, do the Bengals need to make additional investment here? Do they need to add to the interior of the defensive line? And Tyler Shelvin would be a reason potentially that they would feel like they don't have to do that his absence, I think, is magnified because of the Bengals' depth of the position. And it gives opportunities to some of these undrafted guys, Tariq tisdale that we talked about uh, earlier this week, to, to get on the field a little bit more as well. And the same could be said for Cam Sample in the absence of Trey Hendrickson, whose absence we're just accepting is normal. Nobody's talking about Trey Hendrickson as a distraction. And, of course, the obvious reason for this is that he doesn't have an extension hanging over his head. He's under contract safely. And there's no holdout or negotiation that we know of that is even threatened from Trey Hendrickson. So absence continues for him through the voluntary period and he'll be back for training camp as well. I do think it's interesting. I thought it was an interesting point to bring up the lack of mandatory minicamp to see, you know, where Jesse Bates would be there. Would he have skipped mandatory minicamp? We'll never, we'll never know that answer, but Further to your point, I I think that it is good for Dax Hill to get those additional reps. And he he talked about, you know, and was talked about by Zach Taylor playing with Mike Hilton, picking the brains of Mike Hilton and Von Von Bell, sorry, and really soaking in that veteran experience around him. And there were some things that really stood out to me from the clips I saw of Dax Hill in practice. Is there any other new stuff that we need to hit, James, that, that we have missed from your presence in in Paul Brown Stadium at practice today that we should hit before we move on to camp practice observations.
0: No, I think it's time. Let's yeah, let's dive into some observations. There's a lot there, and uh, we might as well cut this one short and dive in because I, I think there's going to be a ton, including Frank Pollock, including Dax Hill, where we'll probably start, and who knows where the hell we'll end. But first, a word from Blue Nile. At Blue Nile, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from getting engaged, if you're looking for that perfect engagement ring, or maybe you just want those earrings that she's going to love. Blue Nile.com has something for everyone. You're going to find diamond jewelry, cocktail rings, gemstones, everyday fine jewelry at BlueNile.com. And well, you may struggle right, to, to figure out what you need to get. You may not be an expert in this area. Guess what? Neither am I. They understand that at BlueNile.com. And that's why they have jewelry experts on hand 24 7, available via phone or chat to help you. So make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Bengals listeners are going to get 50 bucks off their order of $500 or more right now with promo code LOCKED ON. All you got to do is use promo code LOCKED ON. You'll get 50 bucks off any order of $500 or more. Every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in a discreet package that she's not going to know. What it is. So, surprise her today at bluenile.com with promo code locked on.
1: Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto, which is James' preferred auto part supplier for his Mercedes Benz. Now I get to say who drives what car, James. Yeah, baby, in a Benz. We get to propagandize with the ever increasing number of makes and models. It might be harder for you to find the part you need. We know that the big box store can't carry everything. They're going to order stuff from somewhere like Rock Auto for you anyway. So why go to the store and sit at the counter while somebody looks up your car and looks up the part and orders it in for you? And why would you go and pay more when you could go to Rock Auto, the family business that's been serving folks like you for years? You can save $150 on a fuel pump. From rockauto.com, $353 for a Honda Odyssey fuel pump from a chain, $216 from rockauto.com. My math is a little bit off there, but you get the idea. 20 years of serving do-it-yourselfers like you. Their website super easy to use. James and I have both been using them for some time now whenever we have things to do. James loves replacing those air filters, oil filters, whatever it is. If you're the do-it-yourselfer who wants to save some money on auto maintenance, go check him out. At RockAuto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car, or truck. Make sure you write "locked on" in your how did in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. At RockAuto.com.
0: Jake, you talked about Dax Hill some and teased it, and heck, you DM'd me during our pre-show notes that that the Dax Hill, the comments about him and and different things stood out to you. So what what stood out to you most? about number 23, because we all know I'm, I'm Team Dax.
1: Yeah, I've got it in my notes here. Uh, for one, from the Zach Taylor press conference, he, he mentioned that he was appreciative and, and noticed Dax Hill taking the time to go talk to veterans after plays or noticed him absorbing information from veterans who pulled him aside after plays, which is obviously going to be something that you do as a rookie. But he's taking the the proactive approach of, of seeking this information out himself. He also mentioned that he's lining guys up, which is not necessarily something he's done before. And Zach Taylor joked that it's a little bit easier when you have veterans like Mike Hilton and Von Bell to line up because they know what they're doing. But it's nice to see him taking that step and learning a new skill that he may be responsible for, whereas safeties in the Bengals' defense do have some responsibility for communication. And that communication was on display in a clip that I saw of the Bengals ones going against each other on offense and defense. It was an 11 on 11 walkthrough rep. Chris Evans was in the backfield, by the way, for this walkthrough rep, and it was a handoff. So Samaje Piran didn't practice today. That's another note that we can hit there. But on this particular play, it started with Jamar Chase isolated on the right side of the formation. Then Mike Thomas came in motion into the right slot and following him shortly thereafter was Hayden Hurst. So it was a two motion play. Maybe it was a a change of the formation. And initially, you saw Dax Hill in the slot. He just stayed there. Mike Hilton didn't run with uh, Mike Thomas across the formation. Dax Hill stayed there and was ready to pick him up. And then the tight end came across, and then Mike Hilton came across, and the defensive uh, formation reacted to the two-man motion from the offense. But the communication between Mike Hilton and Dax Hill on that play is what stood out to me and those guys getting each other into the right positions and, and it kind of goes back to some conversations we've had about Dax Hill and his interchangeability, his comfort playing in the slot, playing coverage out of the slot in zone or in man, and his versatility to go back and play deep. So he went from slot corner on that play back to deep safety. It also fits into the conversation that Zach Taylor was having about how these guys are learning their positions. That they're starting with learning one position, they're hearing how other guys are getting coached. Because naturally, as a part of playing the game and as a part of your formations having to react to the offense at times like this play, you're forced to play different techniques depending on the play. So he went from that slot uh, alignment where he might have had to play one technique to a deep safety alignment in one play. And so it's just a microcosm, right, of a normal football practice, normal walkthrough stuff, normal install stuff, but a microcosm of the versatility of Daxel that we may see on display later this year that I – Thought was kind of interesting,
0: for sure. Look, he's he doesn't seem overwhelmed a, a bit, which I think is awesome because he's getting those first team reps, but he's hanging around for second team stuff and in working and working and working in in playing multiple spots, like you mentioned. And look, they're teaching him safety, but like Taylor mentioned, there's a lot of overlap, and you know he he's learning different things. And uh, I was talking with him after practice and as i was talking to i'm recording and i was like all right say something bad about mike hilton and i said it loud enough mike hilton's two lockers down <laughs> and uh and, and i looked right at mike and he heard me and stuff and uh i th- they just started joking with each other and i think that part matters like dax and, and i've seen this with rookies and no i'm not going to name names but sometimes they're so overwhelmed that they can't be themselves that they can't make those jokes necessarily, that they're, you know, they come back from practice and they're like their head's spinning. And I haven't really seen that with him. And it's gonna happen. There's gonna be a rookie moment, right? There is for all of them. Jamar went through about 52 of them during practice last year. Uh, so you're gonna have rookie moments. Burrow had them, it, it happens. But it just from the jump, man, I mean, really from the day I met Bax Hill, it never felt like it was too, too big for him that he was ever gonna be overwhelmed. And now he's fitting in like he's one of the guys. Meanwhile, that's not a hard, or that's a pretty hard position to be in because the best player, arguably, on the defense, and I'm not saying he necessarily is, but he might be, Jesse Bates isn't there. And you were drafted, at least to a certain extent, as insurance for Jesse Bates. And so the fact that not only is he like understanding of that, I think, but doesn't even really think of that. And in his gelling and his understanding the playbook and um, really just feels comfortable is, is pretty huge, especially because it's a veteran secondary and those dudes could be like, man, I don't care about this kid. I want 30 back and I know they want 30 back, but they're not taking it out on Hill. He feels like one of the guys to me. So I, I think that's big and it's a testament to the Bengals culture because that wouldn't always be the case.
1: It would be a little bit weird if they were taking it out on him, to be honest. That would be immature of this locker room that we've come to appreciate for their tightness and their maturity and their general camaraderie. But your point is well taken that he is fitting in.
0: Uh, Five years ago, five years ago, it might have happened, though.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, very different locker room, I think. Now versus even even Zach Taylor's first year when there was a clear conflict between veterans on the team and Zach Taylor's coaching staff's newcomers, uh, y- you mentioned that he's, you know, preparing as if he's going to start. And you hear this from backups and young guys all the time that have the opportunity to, to crack the starting lineup. What, what's the saying? Dress for the job you want. Is Zach that's Hill doing
0: a up. little bit of that? Sure. No, I, and I think he would be good from the jump. That That's the thing It's like, let's say Bates, Comes into camp, you know, halfway through. Well, Hill's going to be firing on all cylinders, yeah. and then suddenly you're getting Jesse Bates back, and it's going to be like, man, you have just this, you know, huge boost. And and like I said, I think he will come back. But uh, no, I, I, I think that's what Hill. I think Hill by week one is going to be ready to start. Not saying he's going to start, but I think he'll be ready to go and ready to to contribute right away.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting to see him develop. I'm excited to see him in the preseason. Excited to see Cam Taylor Britt as well, who it's fun to see the clips of him going against Jamar Chase, whose hair was out today. Jamar Mm -hmm. Chase hair watch. Have you seen his hair unbraided before? Or like undreaded or whatever it was? Sorry, I I don't remember what exactly it was.
0: No, no, I haven't. And uh, he he stands out a bit more with that because it's him and Chris Evans.
1: I got some uh, serious Randy Moss vibes from him with the hair i know he's shorter and like you know different player but yeah yeah, yeah.
0: just thicker aesthetically yeah 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 but no i i get it and uh who knows i I wonder if i wonder if we'll see the same hair next week that wouldn't be bad it's kind of fun.
1: fun it's fun to see i don't know it's fun it's cool do something different it's fun to see people do different things with their hair uh other things that stood out to me from zach taylor's press conference real quick Uh, some specific praise for Tyson Anderson, the Bengals fifth round rookie safety for his awareness in a special teams meeting with Darren Simmons, where he was put on the spot for a question As Darren Simmons apparently likes to do with his young guys, with his rookies to make sure they're retaining and understanding information. And he was Johnny on the spot, confident with his answer and was correct. So that stood out to me from Zach Taylor's press conference, James, just because it was specific praise for a, specific player a later round draft pick and Tyson Anderson as we mentioned when he was drafted comes with a wealth of special teams experience from his time in college and so to see that coming over into the NFL is promising also the the praise for Ted Karras I thought was interesting I think there was a question about Jackson Carmen or the offensive line and the the response had to do with Ted Karras he's like yeah that guy's going to be a coach one day the standard he holds himself to, his, his ability to, to be a leader and, and this stuff and his communication style. It, it sounds like Ted Karras has really made an impression on this coaching staff early
0: on. And that's what you would expect. Look, anyone that can snap passes or, or snap the ball, excuse me, to Tom Brady for, for two Super Bowl runs is someone that you want on your team. And the fact that he did that and, and had a, has all that experience and now gets this young room to work with, and they are young, right? They're all – he's the oldest one in that room. Uh, I'm trying to think. I Yeah, he's he is. He is the oldest one in that room. So uh, he can be that leader. And in the middle of the locker room – well, by his locker. I, I don't want to say the middle, but it was close to the middle of the locker room. Ted Karras got in a three-point stance and showed Cordell Volson like why he does what he does about a specific technique, and I, I thought that that's pretty noteworthy of his leadership. Uh, I'll also say Frank Pollock, just coaching him up, man. He was uh, he was really vocal, really loud on on Tuesday, and these guys were working. I, I spent probably fifteen minutes just watching offensive line drills, and they were uh, they were working. They were putting the time in. All these guys were uh, tweaking technique and different things. Um, that he was getting on them for whether it's Cordell Volson or Lyle Collins or he was making sure that they were all doing it right so I think uh, I think the offensive line we all expect it to be better I think it is going to be better much better in 2022
1: the way of the offensive line coach if you can't hear him as a reporter on the sideline you're either three fields away or something is is going (laughs) wrong With that unit, man, and that's uh, that's always fun stuff. More observations from practice coming your way in addition to, James, you talked to T. Higgins about his mm. number change. Why isn't that happening this year? He's going to be sticking with 85. We'll tell you why in addition to breaking down the rest of our observations from practice coming up next.
0: BetOnline is your one-stop shop for all things sports betting. All you have to do is go to BetOnline.net right now for all the stats and info that you need All the sports developments, the news, the odds, the player props, all in one spot. I've used BetOnline, and you should too. And maybe it's the NBA Finals. Well, Wednesday night, it's Game 3 in Boston. Will the Celtics take a 2-1 lead? I'm going to keep praising the Celtics, because last time I did, the Warriors won, and I'm rooting for the Warriors. So, uh, Jake, the Celtics are great. Uh, Go Warriors. Uh, But regardless, if you think the Warriors are going to win or the Celtics, you can wager on them. You can wager on the Bengals to win the AFC North or win even more in 2022 by going to bet online right now. So don't delay, go there now. Bet online, where the game starts.
1: Before we finish up our observations on camp, just want to remind everybody that's been listening or tell you for the first time if you're relatively new to the podcast, we have an opportunity right now for you to give the network feedback. We've got a survey and there's something in it for you. So if you go do the survey and give us your feedback and tell us what we can do to make your favorite Locked On podcast, Locked On Bengals, even better, you're going to be entered for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards, which you could use to buy Bengals tickets if you're into that sort of thing. So you can go take our audience survey right now at LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Again, that's LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. So please do check that out. We would appreciate it. And you'll have a chance to win $100 toward Ticketmaster. So that's pretty cool. James, the other thing I wanted to mention before we dove back into the observations is you are correct that Ted Karras is the elder statesman of the Bengals offensive line room, but only by a few months. Lael Collins is just four months and nine days older than Ted Karras. Younger. Just a little Younger. 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 Yep. Than Ted Karras. Yep. Got that backwards. But I thought gotcha. that was an interesting little tidbit.
0: For sure. And, and part of it, honestly, rings. Rings give you more experience, right? Deep playoff runs. It's just, it matters. And, you know, th- this team is much more veteran than, than their ages because what they did in the postseason last year. But, yeah, that makes sense because it's not like Ted's old. He's 29, right?
1: He just turned 29 in March and Collins turns 29 in July.
0: Yep. So there you go. So hopefully both guys in their primes for the foreseeable future. All right. Number watch. Cause I, man, if I had a built bar for every time someone has asked me about T Higgins, potential number change, and if he's changing it and uh, why, why hasn't he changed it? Why is it still 85? Why is he not changed? all that? I'd have a lot of built bars. I'd have a damn semi truck full which sounds like heaven anyways. uh, So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go up to T. So I go up to T and I'm talking to T and I'm like, Hey man, why, why are you not changing your number now? Are you still changing it? He is still changing it. Hell yeah. He's still changing it. And that may or may not be a direct quote. The problem is uh, that he was going to have to spend a small fortune on buying out all the jerseys. And I think that his request didn't get processed in time or put in in time for the 2022 season. And so I, I went back and looked, and he made the the declaration on September 16th last year. Well, that's after the season had started. Yeah. And I, I believe you have to make it pre, you know, you know, the start of the year. So if he had done it, you know, in July, you know, it would be different. But he didn't. He waited till September 16th, at least publicly. Who knows what happened behind closed doors? Um, so instead of buying out all of those jerseys, and he said, man, I, I could put that towards a, a home in Texas. <laughs> he said, uh, and, and I forget what car he named. I, I wrote it at bangles.com. But the point is, he's being smart with his money. And I was like, man, w- what if you had the new contract that you're going to get at some point, which we know he's going to get with wide receiver uh, contracts exploding? He's like, I still wouldn't do it. He's like, I'll just wait a year. So he's going to go to number five, the number he wore at Clemson. But uh, those 85 jerseys are safe for one more year. For T. Higgins. So if you have one, it's still going to be a collector's item, but a lot of people are going to have them because he's going to wear it in 2022.
1: And, and your piece on bengals.com is great. I recommend that folks check it out. It was a Rolls Royce. I pulled it off while Royce. you were talking. Rolls Royce. I, I also liked his explanation for it and talking about Chad Johnson's influence. He said he doesn't want to be a 2.0 and he I'm just going to read part of the quote here. You can go get the rest of it from allbengals.com. No disrespect to Chad. He's a great receiver. I just don't want to be a 2.0. I want to be a T Higgins 1.0 number five, just go out there and make a name for myself for this organization. So great deal of respect for Chad who he expects to see his number potentially in the rafters or maybe in the ring of honor sometime soon at Paul Brown stadium, which is a topic for another day, but the number change for T Higgins will be just a bit delayed. Mm. Um, Anything else on T before we move on? Uh,
0: just that that quote about uh, Chad was from last September. That's Oh, okay. It. Um, but the the Rolls Royce is from today. Got it. So, yeah. W- which, man, if you're talking about 300 plus big ones for a number, I would uh, I'd wear no number before I'd have to pay that to wear a number. So I don't blame him one bit.
1: You got to wear a number to play football, James. I think that's in the rules. Not sure. Somebody can fact check me. Uh, I break the, only- the rules. The the only other note that I have from from the practice stuff I saw was a nice little catch from Hayden Hurst. Saw a video of him beating Mike Hilton on a little corner route, something toward the sideline, little Mm. out route. Uh, Zach Taylor also praised Hayden Hurst in his presser today. Talked about a specific, really good rep that Hurst had where he broke leverage and got open on a really nice route. Maybe it was that play, maybe it was a different play, but some early Mm. praise for the Bengals' tight end one. For anybody confused yeah. by my tweet from earlier today, uh, calling Drew Sample tight end one, Hayden Hurst, certainly. Receiving tight end one, probably overall
0: tight definitely overall tight end one for the 2022 Bengals right now. I'm I'm shocked to hear you say that. But yeah, it, it wasn't all great for Hayden Hurst. There was another play, and this is, is good because this is what OTAs are for. He ran a similar pattern like three plays prior in seven on seven. Burrow put it on him, and I think he put it on him faster than Hurst realized. And Hurst did not get both hands out. And it was a good ball. And a couple plays later, same play, one again. And this time he he was able to get both hands out, make the catch. And it was a nice play on the sidelines. Um, also the Puka Williams hive might get a little, Ooh. little louder, a little excited, because the dude climbed the ladder. Climbed, climbed the ladder, made a big catch downfield and seven on seven in between two Bengals, members of the secondary, and I forget exactly who it was this was second team reps but still number 12 shining a bit i know people are big fans of puka so he made a, a big play as well and uh as far as uh seven on sevens uh the last big play a seven on sevens uh joe burrow found uh tyler boyd probably about 25 yards downfield on a nice post pattern so that was nice
1: I saw that one too in front of the safeties. It looked like might have been a play on the ball if it was full contact or just a big hit on Tyler, but it looks like it would have been something that would have been a catch in a live situation as well. How's Joe Burrow looking? I mean, we've gone 28 minutes here without talking about Joe Burrow very much, which is very unlike us here on Lockdown Bengals. So let's close the show with Joe Burrow's early OTA uh, performance evaluation from you real quick, and, and then we'll get out of here for the day.
0: Control. I, I think that, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more, but his control, command of the offense, um, you know, I take a lot of video. I'm not allowed to post hand signals, but I'm seeing way more of that, way more pre-snap, just preparation where he's looking and, and making things. And he's done that before, but it just seems like he has more of a command. Uh, you mentioned Hayden Hurst a second ago. There was probably about a 30-second a stretch after they were running and they were just going through drills. It was before seven on sevens. And Burroughs, you could tell, and he was a hundred yards away, maybe less than that, maybe fifty yards away from me. But I was like, just watching him. And he's telling Hurst exactly how he wants to run the route, how he wants him to break it, all of these things. And it's just like Hayden's like, Yes sir, like, all right, this is what we're doing. And and it's you've seen it with Brady and, and Peyton Manning over the years and how they explain things. And I think Burrow you're seeing more of that. Obviously, all the physical stuff, I've talked about it. He's in shape, looks good, arm looks good, all of those things. But not that it didn't feel like his team before, but now it's like, oh, this is what the Colts felt like in 2001. This is what the Patriots felt like in, well, the past 20 years prior to Brady leaving and going to Tampa, right? And, and that's, uh, that's how it feels now with Burrow. It feels like it's uh, the Joe show now more than ever. And you've heard
1: Bengals receivers talk about that before with Joe Burrow. Those guys get on the same page for how routes are going to be run, when the ball is going to be out, where the ball is going to be delivered, and uh, Hayden Hurst being a little bit newer than some of the other guys Joe is throwing to on a regular basis. makes sense that some of this conversation would be happening in OTAs and getting ironed out. And good to hear that the guy is in control. That's what you would want to see, and and you would like to see him take that stuff and get on that Peyton and Brady Trajectory. I think that's what all Bengals fans are rooting for as Joe Burrow heads into his third professional season. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals Podcast. As a reminder, we are on a a three-day-a-week schedule right now. We will be back-to-back this week, and so we'll have another episode coming for you tomorrow. James, we're going to do a mailbag. What do you think?
0: Sure. Mailbag. Get your questions in. Make sure you follow... Locked on Bengals on Twitter at Locked On Bengals. Yeah, it's a wild, really hard to find name on Twitter. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll put out the the sign uh, the signal. Um, what the lob signal is what I'm going to call it. Locked on Bengals, the lob signal, uh, early Wednesday morning. So as you're listening to this, the tweet is probably up. So go to it, reply to it with a question, and uh, we'll try to get to as many as we can.
1: That's coming your way next time on Locked On Bengals. Until then, thanks for listening. Hude, and have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.